Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Night Light. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading our wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. Come and join with other light-minded spirits as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. Nightlight. This is a new and different show for us because we're not talking about a book. We're talking about a video. I have with me Max Hawthorne, who um, is a well-known author, and he's published a plethora of amazing books. But tonight he's here with a video that uh, asks the question, is this a ghost, demon, or extraterrestrial caught on film? He's just published it, and um, he, fil- he filmed the experience up front and personal. And he poses the question in, in the title of the show, um, are ETs, a.k.a. extraterrestrials, real? What about reptilians? Are they here among us? How about cloaked predators? Are they real? And if so, what are they? What are they? These were filmed as, as he puts it, uncomfortably close range and personally. The entity seen in this shocking footage may answer all of those questions and at the same time pose a ton of more. Uh, it's a very unusual first-hand experience. The film is up online, and he will give you the, the link to which you can go to watch the video. Um, I, I watched it myself. I saw a whole bunch of new stuff, too. But um, I found it extraordinary since it is first-hand and the person we're talking to experienced it. I thought it worthwhile to bring him on and let him share his amazing experience with you. So, welcome to the show, Max. Hi, Barb. It is great to talk to you again, and thanks for having me on. My pleasure, totally. Um, I owed you a show, for sure. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, podcasters do get into this kind of a thing. So, um, and, and I can't think of a better topic way to sort of um, wake people up and say, hey, this stuff happens. And 
so you want to – I know you said you had something you wanted to sort of preface our whole interview with, so you want to you want to get that on on out of the way, so to speak? Um, I, I, I guess we could. I mean, I want everybody to know up front, first off, that, I mean, getting this film and this footage and putting this documentary together was – has been and continues to be an amazing experience. Uh, it's like something where you're like, you, you want to believe something's real, but you're like, oh, I don't know, this type of stuff. Or like you have your doubts or, you know, everybody has different feelings on the subjects of things like extraterrestrials, et cetera. But to actually mm-hmm. experience it, live it, and be able to document it and to put it together in a format that the people can see and to be able to share that knowledge, et cetera, has been an, an amazing overwhelming experience uh, and it's just getting started so um but uh yeah the website when people want to go on if they want to subscribe or whatnot is just it's just my name and a dot com on the end so it's literally like max com, and that will take them right there um the site is a pay-per-view type of thing uh, so they have people have a choice they can go on and do a two-day thing or they can subscribe or monthly there are going to be tons of documentaries coming out uh, because I have gotten so much stuff. I mean, footage of so many things, it's mind-blowing. But, um, you know, it seems like there's been a a little bit of backlash um, in terms of, like, you know, people, when it comes to an actual pay-per-view type of thing, it was literally brought to my attention that, that some people, mostly trolls, you know, I've been saying things like, how dare he charge to see his video? Why doesn't he post it publicly to share knowledge? And I felt like I need to address that. Um, the first mm-hmm. thing is, is I'm an author, best known for writing the, the Cronus Rising series of sci-fi thrillers that you mentioned. Um, and when people buy one of my books, I mean, they pay for it. They pay as much as $10 for a Kindle version and nearly twice that for a full-size softcover. And that's how I make a living. I get paid just like every author does for every copy sold. So if I am producing video documentaries as I am right now instead of writing, then why should that be any different? I spend months writing and producing each of these documentaries. And honestly, my research is not without risk. I am literally, as we're going to talk about in a bit, in the lion's den at times. So, I mean, it's like I just found found those comments confusing. I mean, just, do people think that the producers and directors of the stuff you see on TV do it for free? Obviously, they don't. They get a salary. And as for the aspect of sharing knowledge, I mean, let's touch on that. There are hundreds of books out there about UFOs and extraterrestrials, hundreds. And they're all sharing knowledge, quote, but do they do it for free? No. You buy them on Amazon or you ever get them. I have something unique in all the world, real footage of real entities, and I'm done playing YouTube's game. I mean, they get paid, I don't know if you realize this, for every view of the video on top of every ad view during said videos. I'm not going to allow others to reap the rewards of my work while I get paid peanuts. I mean, that's just the way it is. People go to Starbucks, pay $5 for a cup of coffee. And last I checked, an average AMC movie ticket is like 1369 or something like that. You know, I'm privileged to be showing people a taste of the biggest mystery the human race has ever known. It's not fiction. It's not special effects. It's real. And if that's not worth 
$9.99 a month or $6.99 for a two-day rental, then I don't know what to say. But we've all got to make a living, and I would appreciate people not belittling me for attempting to make mine. So. Well, I think that's fair. And certainly your argument is absolutely um, valid. Uh, you know, I've got books Thank out you. there, too. <laughs> and, and yeah, they, people do expect honest. you to give your stuff away for free. I mean, like, like yeah. everybody's well, got to make let's, a living. Let's, well, not only that, but let's be honest, folks. No one ever got rich on royalties unless they unless they mass-produced everything. And there are a couple of people out there that have, but not many. So hmm. um, I think your video is definitely well worth watching and paying for. And I was curious in that um, what prompted you to take a camera mm-hmm. outside at that at what, 4 a.m. or whatever it was. What was it that made you think, I have to take a camera and film something, but I don't know what it is? Oh, no, that, that, it, that's not exactly how um, things went down. So this, this um, hunt, let's call it, has been going on for mm-hmm. years on and off. I mean, way back in 2016, when my little girl was only seven, uh, I was coming home with her from aftercare, from grade school. And we, and I, I talked about this on a few shows, we encountered a winged creature, a winged entity, whatever you want to call it, um, in a development we were driving through. It was like a windy night with some little snow flurries, you know, late November or something, and uh, dark, obviously. And we encountered this thing lying in the middle of the street. And it was hurt, apparently. I don't know if it had gotten attacked by an owl, if it had struck a power line or something like that. You know, but it was lying in the middle of this you know, quiet street. And I initially had thought it was a box or something like that. You know, I was crawling towards it to slow, to straddle up my tires, you know, could have been a box of nails, something like that. Well, this box of nails proceeded to push itself upright as we drew close to it. And the box of nails had a face and eyes and, you know, limbs, etc. And it ended up being a creature, I don't know, it was a foot or more tall, that sprang into the air and suddenly sprouted wings like a dragonfly you know, translucent, oval-shaped, wide wings. And I'm talking a wingspan of three and a half or four feet. And it was, like, suspended in front of us, looking right at us, and I was, like, frozen. You know, my little girl was like, it's a fairy, it's a fairy. You know, that <laughs> thing I saw her. Yeah, that's what she thought, which was great, because it bought me belief in Santa Claus for years after that. You know, because when the whole Santa Claus thing came up, I said, well, wait, fairies are real, right? She's like, oh, you're right. I said, so fairies are real. Then Santa's real, you know, so that was awesome. But the point is that it was a life-altering experience because, you know, you're like, what did I just see? What the heck was that? You know, this type of thing. I walked into the house talking to myself, you know, and my little girl was like telling, mommy, we saw a fairy, we saw a fairy. So ever since that had happened, I periodically in the woods and those areas and stuff would put out like trail cameras and stuff in the hopes of getting one of these creatures on video, you know, so that you know, like you didn't imagine the whole thing and that you're not getting soft in the head or something like that. Um, But 
So in the, the, the residence where I, I know a lot of people, um, so the place where this was filmed um, was a private residence with the, in a wooded area in Bucks County. And I had managed, I don't know if it was a few months before that or something, I'd have to check the dates, but I had managed to get a few frames of one of these flying creatures finally. And it was, when it passed through the camera, it was probably, I'm going to say 50, 60 feet away, something like that on a guess. But it was traveling so quickly that by the time it had triggered the camera's motion sensing system, you only got like three frames of it blowing past the far right side of the screen or something like that, you know. So I was hoping that to get you know, better footage. And the problem is the timing of the camera, you know, something moving so fast, that type of thing. So these, the, the family there had a cat and I was there, it was like four o'clock in the morning and the camera was already outside affixed to the deck post, one of the deck posts on their deck. So when this cat was like clawing at the windows and stuff like that, I was like, ooh, maybe one of these things is out there. Now it could have just been a deer or something like that, you know. But I went out onto the deck. It was cold and dark and creepy and uh, I'm standing there and then I got like this like a dual feeling like the temperature dropped all of a sudden and like uh, I tell people it's like if you take your arm like the back of your arm and you rub it against a balloon and you pull it away and you get that feeling of like static or something like that you know static which is where your hair will stand on end or like yeah. if you're if there's a like if there's a storm front coming at you like a thunderstorm and you could feel like the, uh, you know, the, the, the pressure buildup, you know, like they call it a, a low pressure front or high pressure front, whatever it is. Okay. Yeah. But you know, that electricity in the air and that was happening. So I figured, okay, one of these things is probably going to break through the tree line or something like that. So I went and I flat do what I call flashing the camera where I lean, you know, I'm right behind it and I flash my hand in front of it real fast to trigger the motion sensor. So it starts recording. And then I looked and I waited and I waited and they got, it was, like I said, it was cold and that weird tingly feeling and my hair is on the back of my neck were standing up and stuff. And after a while I felt like, you know what, maybe this isn't such a great idea. And I just left the camera and I went back inside. See? So I didn't really think anything of it until the morning when I brought the camera in and stuff. And I had like earlier clips of some deer and I think an opossum or something like that, et cetera. And then there was the footage that ended up being this gold mine of, of knowledge and uh, this eye-opening experience. Well, it, it, um, <clears throat> I've obviously seen the, the, uh, the video, mm -hmm. and um, when I looked at it as you were playing it and talking, I could mm -hmm. see things in the fog that, you know, I, I'm not, let me put it this way, I'm not special, but because of what I do, my eyes perceive things where other people don't see them only because they're trained to do that. Mm -hmm. And I could see um, pictures, faces, whatever, in, in, in the fog. And then as you began to um, alter it with, with, with making it clearer and clearer and clearer, then, of mm -hmm. course, you know, the face came out. And yes. So it's it's it begs the question: Have you been stalked by these creatures? Do you think, or were you just lucky? Um, 
uh, there's some stuff I'll, I will talk about on the show and some stuff I won't. Um, before I answer that question, should I give people an idea as to like how I initially saw the creature inside of this, you know, what you're calling fog? Yeah, that's or... a, that's a, that sounds like a good idea, yeah. Okay, so what... What happened is when I first saw the footage inside, you know, I was looking at it on the monitor, and I, you know, I'm kind of old, and I, I use a large monitor when I write my books, so, uh, you know, a little Gabby Hayes style or something like that, so, you know, it helps. Um, but uh, So I'm looking at it, and I'm like, what is this? I'm like, uh, I was out there, so there wasn't any fog, there wasn't any mist, there wasn't any snow, you know, it wasn't raining, and it wasn't windy. You know, it was crisp and cold and dark mm-hmm. but um so i was thinking okay that's not humidity on the lens because it's moving you know you could see something churning or something like that and then i thought well maybe it was an insect you know like a bug had with transparent wings you know like a fly or you know or a dragonfly or something like that had landed on the camera and was like blocking the lens and maybe that's what i was seeing but that didn't make sense because it was february and the only insects that i know of that are around in that time are called winter moss and their wings are not transparent or translucent or anything else so i started looking at it and the more i looked at it i realized i was looking at like sort of like what you were saying like an energized kind of fog it was a swirling mass of just it moves like in a if you're facing it, it kind of moves from left to right and on an angle, and it swirls like you're in a cyclone almost or something like that. And it's, mm-hmm. I noticed it was brighter in the center than it was towards the outer edges, although it pretty much filled the whole screen. Um, you, you know, when people go on and they see the video, you're going to see all this because the original footage is there, and then you're going to see everything step by step, the whole breakdown process that reveals the, I don't say the term monster because that's very insulting, the entity that's concealed within that that energized fog we'll call it the energized fog is actually a cloaking mechanism some sort of cloak that conceals this being and or possibly a portal as well which you know since barb noticed some of the stuff that i wasn't normally going to bring up on the one of these things but yeah i'm going to we're going to talk about it um so what happened is the uh um, i looked at this and i'm like this just doesn't seem right you know there's something you know, I, I couldn't explain it. It looked like I like liquid plasma churning around, uh-huh. for one of a better. I mean, you've seen the video, so you know you know what I'm talking about, which is cool. Um, so then, what I did was yeah, I, I started w- trying. I, to, I would have, I would have called it ethere- etheric energy. You know, you're you're coming from a very scientific point of view. I'm coming from a spiritual one, so we're describing sure. the same thing. But but um, I would have called it and. An energetic, um, an energetic, etheric um, power source, and mm-hmm. and you know the the element of saying portal is very appropriate for an you know a, 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 an experience like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry, I interrupted yes. you. No, no, not at all. I mean, this is what we're here to talk about because this is an incredible mystery and I am only beginning to scratch the surface of what goes on with it. Um, but uh, it, it was really cool because one of the people I showed this um, footage to, well, actually the documentary, is a, uh, an Ivy League professor who, I mean, this person deals with infrared lasers on a daily basis. 
and I wanted somebody who you know was a, an expert in infrared technology. And this person is also the world's biggest skeptic, which was also a, a nice test of fire. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I showed him the whole thing, you know, <clears throat> including the parts where you can see the entity, the scales on the entity's throat. You know, in three different shots, and he was like. Well, maybe that's the railing. I said, no, no, the railing's over there, see? And he's like, yeah, you're right. And he, after a while, he, he was having a hard time denying it, you know? And he finally got to the point where he was like, well, I don't know what to say, you know, because his desire to dismiss it was, like, crushed. And then he was like, I told him how I had initially confronted one of these beings years earlier, not knowing it was there almost challenged it to a duel, so to speak. We can talk about that later. And he was laughing, like, what are you, insane? He was like, I mean, these things have advanced technology, advanced weaponry, defenses, you know, like, I said, but I didn't see it, so I didn't know what it was, you know, and this is true. But uh, he eventually said, so then the question is, why do you keep running into these things, you know? Uh, are they everywhere, or is there something about you they find interesting to which I was like well I did get that new cologne so you know whatever I don't know, you know <laughs> it's very special but um so anyway so back back to the breakdown so and everybody when you see the uh, when you see the video um, do what you know Barb was saying you know watch it you can slow it down slow the speed study the energy field especially as the conscious increases because you are going to see things hidden in there that are going to have you scratching your head and I don't know what else, you know, I mean, no, some abso- people absolutely. might. One thing that people, <clears throat> I, know they, I know they know this, but I'm going to say it just so that they can, you know, remember it. When you're looking at a video like this, it's very, it's very possible for you to stop it, back up a frame, back up a frame, look again, um, and that's what I did. You know, that's how I saw the other things in there that were in there. Um, you know, I was trying to go along with what you were saying, and then I was seeing other mm-hmm. things. So that when you do view this documentary, um, understand that, that you are fully capable of slowing it down and stopping it so that you can really look for other things in the fog, so to speak. And the more you pause it and look at it, the more things you actually see. Yes, and some of them are rather scary looking, but let's just keep in mind that we don't know what they are or what their intentions are or a lot of other things. So, you know, let's uh-huh. like not get alarmed, let's say. So so what happened next is after I was like, okay, there's something weird about this, this energized fog is I decided to start increasing the contrast um, on it to try and see if I could see anything, you know. And when you increase contrast, you make lights lighter and you make darks darker. You know, that's how it is. So uh-huh. if you had, like, for example, a light bulb, let's say, on a, you know, dark porch or something like that, you know, and you started increasing the contrast, the darkness around it would get darker and darker until eventually the light would be like a solid object almost. You know what I mean? Like the brightest part of the light and things like that. So when I did that at 50% contrast, the field started to shrink. And it started to become a hint as if it was almost humanoid in shape. And then I increased it to 80% contrast. And then it became undeniable that the field was really humanoid. 
it has it's almost looks like this. it was very close to me this creature this entity was probably about six feet from where i was standing which if you're thinking about it since it's seven feet tall is a very uncomfortable position to find oneself in but fortunately ignorance is bliss yeah i think it was about as tall as me with me on the deck to be up there okay and the deck is a few feet up but um at any rate by just thinking about it gives you chills so um at 80%, it was undeniable. It was almost like a portrait, you know, when you see, like, uh, you know, like the shoulders, the neck, the head, that type of thing. Like I said, it was close. Um, and then I started going through it frame by frame or toggling a few frames at a time. And around the center point is when the face jumped out at me. And this was, luckily, as it turns out, probably the best view of the entity during this part of the footage. Um, where you could see an actual face. And I call it the grimace shot because the, the entity is, its expression, it looks like, at first I thought it was in pain. I thought like it was a ghost. And I was like, oh my God, I got a ghost on video. I told a, a guy I went to high school with and he told me I was a wacko. Okay, and stuff. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, you know, like, I'm telling you, dude, I got a ghost live on video, infrared. And he's like, yeah, 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 you're smoking stuff again. You, I thought you quit that in high school or whatever, this type of stuff. But I'm um, kidding. I never smoked anything. But um, so, but then I looked at it, and I was like, wait a minute. I'm like, this thing has like a heavy brow ridge, a conical-shaped head, massive cheekbones, heavy jaws, you know, sharp teeth. I'm like, this is not a human, at least if this is a ghost, it ain't a human beings ghosts so what the heck am i looking at here and this is how i got into this whole thing and then i ended up going through the video um you know through the the footage and i found key points in there where this entity's cloak was penetrated enough by the infrared film or there were weak points in the cloak maybe brief moments where it was more visible and the camera was yeah. able to detect it and I was able to enhance those frames. You know, there's like, I don't know, five or six or seven you know, segments, let's say, you know, collections of frames here and there and stuff, where you can get to see the creature itself. And it was an incredible experience. And um, so, I, I mean, but I call it the grimace shot because it turns out that the, the being did not know at first that I was filming it. And... You know, it started off looking to the right. You'll see it's turned to the, its right, be our left. And then it turned toward me, and it, I think it was looking right at the camera, and its eyes, like, pop, like, <gasps> like this type of thing, like like one of those, <laughs> oh, you know, oh, blank moments. I'm not going to say it on the air here. I'm sure we're not allowed to use colorful language, right? Uh, I'd, I'd be careful. Yeah, okay. So, we, you know, and... An oh, beep moment, okay? And then the grimace shot is when it sort of leans its head back, almost when somebody does when they want to, like, rub their fingertips between their eyes, and it's like, ugh, like this. It has that yeah. look. Like it's very upset and, and angry or annoyed. And it's almost like this, I am going to get fired for this. I know it kind of moment. <laughs> I, I, I swear to God, it's really like that type of thing. You know, keep in mind, this is a super advanced being whose, you know, technology is probably tens of millions of years old. You know what I mean? I mean, like, and like any society, it must have employers, 
bosses, people it answers to, you know what I mean, a chain of command. I am sure that it was like really like, like it was like, oh, I can't believe this, you know, that type of thing. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then and then like it, it like starts to back away. You know, it's looking right at me pretty much at this point, and it rears up a little bit, and then it starts to withdraw, and then you see the cloak and everything sort of, like, folds up, like, whisks away or whatever, or, like, disappears. And I don't know if it closed the portal and walked, you know, like, just bamfed out, or if it's when it, it backs up to a certain distance and the camera can no longer pick it up. Like, it, it may be that its technology is so advanced that it has to be, like, right on top of you before you can see it. You know what I mean? Like something like that. Uh-huh. So that's another mystery, you know, a question that needs to be asked and answered type thing. But, I mean, I can tell you this. I mean, granted, it was dark. There was a little bit of, like, some night lights on the deck and stuff like that. But, I mean, this thing was right there, and I saw nothing. Not a waver, okay. not I, a I have a, <clears throat> I sure. have a question. Sure. Were there motion detector lights on the deck? No. There were is, there I think, one. I'm sorry. Were there footprints? Were there footprints in the soil the next day? The area where it would have been standing is stone, and there was. Keep in mind, this is February. There was no snow, yeah. and the soil would be like hard. You know, you're not you're like you're not going to leave tracks in there. And it's funny that you asked that because I was back there multiple times doing checks because in the second documentary that will be coming out next, I did radiation checks for where it was standing. You know, I had a Geiger counter. Um, At one point, I think it was in May or June, it looked like footprints had suddenly appeared there, um, which would be very weird, okay? And I took pictures of them and everything like that. They were these large, sort of like three-toed-looking tracks, like a pair of them, and some long thing beside them. I'm like, could those be two foot footprints and a tail in a mark or something like that? But then I was like, that doesn't make sense because I was here in March, and again in April or May when the grass was growing in and the grass grew in. So why would the grass all be dead all of a sudden in that spot? You know, like that. Exa- I mean, granted, it was exactly where it was standing. Okay, but and then I found out that the the, these, the landscapers that handled this house, they had spilled some gasoline back there in that exact spot. So I think the gasoline killed the plants in a pattern that looked like a pair of feet or something, unless there's something about gasoline and, and residue it left behind that combined did that. I don't know, but I just well, you know, it, it, document it. It sort of sounds like you've got a portal right there off the deck. Well, I'll tell you this much. The, it moves. It can go wherever it wants because it, uh-huh. it, it, it have portal will travel type thing. You know, <laughs> it's, that could be a great movie. Have portal will travel, you know. But um, and so you were asking, though, about if I thought they were stalking me or something. Yeah. Was that the question? Like, do I think oh, they're stalking yeah, me? Yeah, I did ask that. Um, well, the, the entity, and it, it, it's not the same one. Like I was back there like in the, I think it was like a month or a month and a half later or something like that. And, uh, one of them showed up a, a second time and, uh, it's not the same one. 
I know it for a fact now, but it's not the same one. And this one's bigger, as if seven feet wasn't big enough. Okay, but uh, its facial structure is different. Its cheekbones are different and stuff. But uh, and since I was there again, you know, it, it was making me wonder because it had a different type of cloak, which I take it, it, it. I don't know if it was trying to play with me in terms of like make me think that, um, you know, like oh, well, you imagined that it. it was really snow, so just give up your investigation you know, or something like that, or if it was trying to intimidate me or if it was trying to be funny, because it's only visible, really visible, just for a few key frames in the middle of that segment, and it literally mugs for the camera. It smirks right at the camera, and it's a very scary smirk, you know? <laughs> like if if you were standing, yeah, if you were standing there with this creature looking down at you and it's eight feet tall, it'd be looking down at you. And it was wearing a smirk like that. You'd probably be thinking like, what is he thinking? You know, like, like that type of stuff. But, uh, so, and since he knew I was there, I imagine he was doing it deliberately, you know, but I don't think they're stalking me. I, uh, I think they're watching me and I don't know if it's curiosity or there's something about me that they find interesting intriguing if they're assigned to watch me possibly or something you know i don't know i mean i do write books about giant prehistoric reptiles you know the cronus rising series is about giant prehistoric marine reptiles surviving to the present etc and i do believe that these entities are descended from dinosaurs so that might be of interest to them you know i mean if they came by my house and peeked in my window in my office, they're going to see a painting of a pliosaur with a girl hugging it, so, you know, for that, that was the advertisement for the Cronus Rising book one, you know, have you hugged your pliosaur today, you know, like kind of a juxtaposition type thing, or what would you call it, incongruity, because, you know, you have this mm-hmm. giant monster that could eat a Tyrannosaurus Rex, and then you have a girl in a bikini hugging it, you know, like, and it's harmless, you know, that type of thing, but anyway, I'm uh, I'm all over the map now, so you, my brain is fried. But uh, anyway, so but I don't think they're stalking me um, because you know they've had many opportunities. If they wanted to get me out of the way, they could have done it in the woods, multiple times, other places, in a basement of a building, etc. You know, if they wanted me dead, I would be dead. See, but I do believe they went on a campaign for. Uh, several weeks or even a month or two where they were trying to scare me off. I think they were trying to dissuade me, scare me into not continuing my investigation because I was working on this video nonstop once I realized what I was dealing with. You know, every day I'd be on the computer and stuff. I started putting a script together about it and all this stuff. So it was obvious. I mean, let's be realistic. I mean, entities that travel through portals, you know, or can be invisible cloak technology or both, they can be anywhere. You're not going to know they're there. They can be watching you. They could be watching me right now. You know, True. so I'm sure they knew. What, yeah, I'm sure they knew what I was doing, and I don't think they were happy about it. You know, like I said, maybe somebody got written up or, you know, suspended from their job or who knows what. You know, <laughs> maybe that's why a different. Maybe Barb. Maybe that's why the different one came the second time because the other guy was suspended. <laughs> maybe he got. Wait, maybe he got fired. You know, um, no, I don't think he got fired because he's been back. But um, okay, so, so, but you know, but mm-hmm. but you know, have they communicated with you telepathically? Um, I've had some verbal stuff from them, and they do have the ability 
to do what, um, like, you, you know who Whitley Strieber is, right, the author? Oh, yeah. Okay, and he has been um, abducted by greys, I think multiple yeah. times. And uh, they did terrible things to him. Prior. I read his book, Communion, and stuff. But, um, but he said that when they spoke to him, for the most part, they would speak to him without their mouths moving. And yeah. uh, they, he said that it was like you would hear them, but they had bypassed your auditory, your ear canals. So as if uh-huh. it was directly being transmitted in your brain. And that happens. And it is the most, the weirdest thing, especially the first one or two times that it happens. But I mean, before they started doing that, when they were trying to scare me, you know, I got roared at when I was lying in bed. I was literally like lying in bed and I was like half, like, like almost asleep, just starting to drift off. And this thing roared right in my left ear. And it sounded like a lion, you know, like at point blank range or something like that. Very deep, very loud, you know, this type of thing. Obviously startling. But I get so little sleep that I don't respond well to having my sleep interrupted. Okay? So this thing roared in my ear. And instead of jumping or getting scared, I turned sideways to it. And I said something very nasty and something that will not, it would not be allowed on this show. Okay. Probably. Um, yeah. Which in like, like uh, blank off blank. And I might've mentioned his mother. I'm not sure. Okay. Et cetera. <laughs> but the point is, is, yeah, I just lashed out like verbally. I was like, like his and I think my impression was he, he must've been like, dang, he ain't afraid of no ghosts, you know, like this type of stuff. Because most people would not react like that, but that was how I am, okay? And, um, but, you know, after that, the, it turned into periodic, um, I guess, like you said, like telepathy type stuff. Short mm-hmm. sentences, you know. I, I was scolded once when I was talking to somebody and saying stuff that I don't think they wanted me discussing and things of that nature, you know, uh, and some stuff like I'm not really ready to talk about right now but uh you know there it's kind of gruff the communication and stuff uh you know but yeah they they are amazing beings so well it just you know it seems that there has to be a purpose do you have any yes. idea what that is i do but i'm not ready to talk about it now. Let's see, the thing is, is this, is that there's a lot of people out there, okay, that have stories of things that happened to them and, you know, like anecdotes and things of that nature. But actual evidence is few and far between. And I don't like to, I don't want to talk about something unless I can back it up, you know, and I have so much Mm -hmm. stuff to present know, over the next months and years, et cetera, that are going to, you know, it's going to take people along on a ride that are, they're never going to forget. And I'd like to, I, I want to focus more on that stuff. And, you know, I, the other, when I get into things like that, first of all, I don't want to brag and make like I'm super special or something like that. You know, like I'm the chosen one or something. <laughs> you know, it's not, not yeah, it's, it's just not my thing. Okay. I don't want to come off like that. Um, there are, there are, 
things about me that apparently they're drawn to, and I'll, we'll just leave it at that. But um, I mean, well, so they wouldn't. Have you ever? Yeah. Have they ever mm-hmm. turned up with a, the benefit of your camera looking at a haze? I mean, have you ever seen one physically present, physically present in your presence? Is we present in my present? You mean sans technology? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Let's see. I have I have oodles of infrared footage of assorted ones, first off, and a lot of other entities that are going to blow people's minds. Um, so, like um, I'm telling you guys now, subscribe to the channel because you're or make sure you're in the newsletter at least because you know you're going to want these updates and as the, this stuff comes out. But um. Let's see. I have infrared footage, oodles of it. I have thermal images. I have a thermal camera. I have oodles of them, assorted species, things I never knew existed, things I wish I didn't know existed. Okay, some of the stuff is, I mean, I'm sure in their world or their reality, they're normal and all that. I'm not saying they're hideous, but to most people, they would be terrifying to look at some some of these beings. Um, and I think Strieber said that recently, like, the, like uh, you know, some entities could be so... You know, their appearance could be so intimidating or something like that that people would think they, they were a monster or a demon or something like that, you know. Um, but uh, let's see. So, I mean, that, that, I mean, I have the uh, a track of one from the woods. Um, I think they were hunting deer. And one time, after they kind of got used to me and I think they accepted what I was doing, and I think they realized that I think they approved of my work. Like, in other words, that, you know, the documentary I put together, it's not, you know, it's very methodical. It's analytical. It's open for discussion, you know, and it, uh, it's not, you know, assuming the worst about somebody. Let's put it that way. So I think they were content with that, and I think they want their presence to come out bit by bit, and so that's what I'm doing. But... At one point, I mean, they have played practical jokes on me. Bastards. Uh, <laughs> there's one I wish I could talk about right now, but I, I can't. Uh, it was like so, ooh. I was like, oh, you know, you want to get somebody, get somebody, get yeah. back at somebody, you know, but you can't, you know, type of thing. But, um, and they have a, they have a wry sense of humor. Uh, they are emotional creatures. And when everybody sees the video, You'll see when you see their his expression change and that grimace shot, you're going to realize this is a, a frustrated, upset individual. You know, upset that he got caught. You know, on a on a video camera. I used to call him handsome. That was my nickname for him. You know, but uh, because in the second video, I have more footage where you can see him really clear. You know, scales and everything, and uh, and teeth. But um even better than this one. And that's why I said, oh, he is handsome. You know, so that's when I, that was my nickname for him for a long time. But uh-huh. um, anyway, so at one point, and this actually happened at my house, okay, um, and we, you know, have an unspoken thing where they don't, you know, invade my privacy here, let's say, and stuff. I don't mind, an, an, a, you know, an occasional verbal message or whatever and stuff like that, but, you know, I have a child, whatever and stuff. So, but at one point, I think they wanted to see how I would react to seeing one of them in the flesh. And I was sitting at the kitchen table. Um, my wife was sitting across from me, 
and the we have a deck also, and there are sliding glass doors that lead to our deck. So it was nighttime. The there was a uh, we have motion lights on on our deck, and that light was on, and they stay on to certain hours, and then they switch. I think to motion sense, like real late, like you know or something. But anyway, and we're sitting there talking, whatever. And I look, and behind her, this being started to materialize behind her, like not in the house, on the deck. And I believe uh-huh. that it was in a full crouch initially, like like down, like like on a, like taking a knee type thing. Like I think it was doing that to appear as non-intimidating as possible, let's say, because... I mean, let's be realistic. When you're eight feet tall and very muscular and covered with scales and have big, sharp teeth, you know, a mammal my size might find you a little scary, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. picture an eight-foot eight foot tall crocodile looking down at you. You'd probably be like a little like, ooh, type of stuff. So my point is I'm sitting there and all of a sudden – this shape started to coalesce right in front of my eyes. And it was white, okay, which tells me that I think like they're coated or their skin or I don't know what, you know, with the whole cloaking thing, et cetera, you know, or maybe it starts off white before it fully coalesces. But it looked like like um like an oval like curved in the center. And what I realized it was is he was leaned forward, and it was like you were looking, um, you know, if you look at a person's body, like, like let's say you had a fit person, a muscular person, like a man with muscles, and if you look at them from straight overhead, literally looking straight down at them, if you looked at their torso, you would see their shoulder blades would stick out with all the muscles of the upper back, and then it would curve in where the spine is, and then it would curve out again. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, so that's what it was like seeing, except that that curve was towards me because he was hunched forward and crouched down. And it started to materialize, and I saw this. And let me tell you, without the deltoid muscles, just that portion was between 30 and 36 inches wide. Now, picture that. I think the average man's clavicular width is like 17 inches or something like that. And this was between 30 and 36. And I know because I went and I took a picture like in, you know, later the next day with a yardstick and put it on the chair there and tried to estimate the distance, how far away it was. Anyway, the point is, is, as this was happening, I was like, my eyes went like pop like his did when he saw, he was on the video, I think the first time. And I started, my head started snapping left and right, back because I was looking like, what's causing this? What's causing this? Like this type of thing and all that. And I looked and I focused through the glass and I realized it was not a reflection. It wasn't anything else. It was literally becoming three-dimensional in front of my eyes. And I think this was a test where he was like, okay, so I'm going to materialize and let's see if he's going to freak out. And then I think they were like, yeah, he's going to freak out. And then they just went and disappeared. (laughs) I think it really was like, he's going to freak the heck out and this is going to get like, you know, like bad or something like that, you know, like, because I was, because I was like, you know, like I didn't, it's not like you expect it. You know what I mean? Like you're at your house sitting there having dinner and then all of a sudden like, you know, this type of thing. And it, it, I literally saw it 
disappear. And when it, it disappeared, it was like when it was materializing, it came slowly. When it disappeared, it, it was a, a sped up version of that. It was like a whoosh, and it was gone. And I was like sitting there and my heart was going boom, 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 boom. And I was like, I don't believe it. You know, like, but, you know, but yeah, they're real and they can be completely physical, et cetera. So. So is this the only, this is, one would think, uh, a reptilian from your description. Mm -hmm. Is this the only species that you have photographs of? No, not by a long shot. Um, First off, the the two that have been, you know, came to that residence uh, that where they were filmed, are both reptilians, but they look different. Um, handsome has a slightly more protruding muzzle. The other one, I call Smiley, because he the one who smirked at the camera. You know, his his face is more human, for want of a better term even though he's obviously a reptilian. I mean, you can see, like, the tubercles, like the scales, round scales under, like, the eyelid and stuff like that, um, and very heavy brow ridge and stuff. But, um, no, I have I have a lot. I have images of several other types of reptilians. Um, and, by the way, the, the one that's in the video, and I will apologize to everybody, um, when you see the video, I mean, I initially I started it off, asking what it was. And throughout the video, I do ask what it is, trying to figure it out, narrow down the possibilities, et cetera, Sasquatch, you know, a demon, et cetera. But I did add a preface to this, like a quick insert at the beginning of the video, because after the video was completed, I got better images of him, and I realized he was 100% a reptilian. And I didn't want to, like, excuse me, lead people on or something like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you knew this, why did you put this out? You know, the video was already completed and everything like that, but this needs to be included because it needs to be said. Okay? Well, you, this type you, of, said an, an, you said a number of mm -hmm. times that, that he didn't have his skin on. So right. is there, I mean, how do you know? Have you seen him with his skin on? Okay, so the first thing is is that, and I, I tried to touch on this in the documentary, is that the cloak that hides him, that keeps him invisible from us, from most, keep in mind, we only see in certain spectrums. Okay, there's a whole other yeah. universe out there, as they say, okay? Just like if you think about sound. If you're sitting in a room and there's nothing on or anything like that, you don't hear anything, okay? But there are radio waves all around you television waves, cable, TV, all sorts of sounds. You're just not able to hear them. The same thing applies to vision. Okay? So I believe that their cloak functions like an MRI or a CAT scan or an X-ray. Okay? I mean, like, when you look at an MRI, it slices. Okay? A CAT scan sees through things. X-rays see through things. You know, I asked somebody who was quite experienced with this, if when you put your arm down to get it x-rayed, okay? You don't see the meat pretty much, right? You just see the bones, right? Yeah. Okay. So, but if you increase the x-ray's power enough, you wouldn't even see the bones. You would just see a black screen. Obviously, that would be very hazardous to the person getting exposed to a dose like that. But the point is, is that their technology is able to do that. And so when you see through the video, you see different times, he appears almost skeletal in certain portions, almost like a skull. And it is a skull. It's his skull. 
Okay, there are other parts, frames where he has more meat on his bones. But the grimace shot is the one where he's like 99% there and he's just missing like his epidermis, like the outer layer of skin, which, by the way, in his defense, makes him look scarier. You know, if, if I, I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen one of those Hellraiser movies where the people's skin is off, you know, no. and they're terrifying looking. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, anybody who's seen Hellraiser knows what I'm talking about, okay? But the point is, if we were missing our skin, we would not look very attractive. You know what I mean? No, or if you've seen Two-Face, Two-Face in the Batman movies and stuff like that, you know, that type of stuff. So when the, in the, the grimace shot in the first documentary, you can see the tubercles on his brow. You know, the lumpy scales and stuff like that. You just can't see the finer texture of his actual outer skin. But yes, I have frames of him with all the skin on and all the scales and everything else. And he even has scars in his lower jaw, I guess from fighting or something like that. I don't know if they're claw marks or tooth marks or something like that. Okay? But he's definitely scarred. Um but, you know, I don't know how their society functions. Maybe it was a mating damage. You know, maybe they mate violently like sharks do. Or maybe it was a, a barroom brawl. Or I don't know. You know, but, you know, but, you know so, yeah. The, like I said, you guys want to be following the site and subscribing because, you know, each of these comes out. You're going to be getting more and more and more. So, yeah, but there are – I have images of several other types of reptilians. Um, this, these guys are saurians. Just to be clear on that, they are not draken or draconians as people call them. Okay, those are different. So I'm just saying there's there's a difference between the two. Uh, I want to be clear on that. I do have some footage of an actual draconian, um, but that's for coming down the road. So, um, but I have images of, I mean, all sorts of stuff. Mothman, I have. Fairies, I have. Dogman, I have. Okay, all sorts of stuff. So it's just going to be one what? after another. And and grays. You know I love the grays. Okay, I've got some of them too. <laughs> grays are not my favorite. Um, Ain't my favorite either, and you know why. So. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. So why do you think any of them are here? I believe that Earth is a great planet. It is, I mean, it is not a unique planet, but it is a special place. Um, I believe that these particular types of reptilians are descended from dinosaurs. And I'm going to make a strong case of that in the second documentary, by the way. Because uh, you'll see when you see the skin and what I compare it to. And some other anatomical features that are mind-blowing as well. But anyway, um, so I think they've been here since the dinosaurs. They may have left. Maybe they left before the asteroid struck and came back more recently. You know, I mean, there's a myriad possibilities. I mean, it could be anything. You know, alternate Earths, alternate realities, alternate timelines. I mean, it's a multiverse out there, right? So, but I believe that there are different extraterrestrials, and I think they've been here for millions of years, different kinds. They may, I mean, some people believe that this entire planet is a giant laboratory experiment. Maybe it is, you know. I mean, I find it curious, if you think about it, if I look at Handsome and Smiley, and I look at their facial structures, they're more human than other reptilians. I have one. I don't know what it is. 
but it's got a face like a crocodile. Like a crocodile almost. Okay. But it still has an opposable thumb and fingers. Okay? So it begs the question, you know, do these saurians have any human DNA in them? Hominid DNA? Or do we have some of theirs? And if either is true, how did it get there? See? So it begs the bigger question, oh, yeah. the wonders of the universe. Well, you know, you go back to the Egyptians, and a lot of their gods had animal heads. Mm-hmm. And um, That's right. You wonder if it was meant to be representative or if it was literal. Mm-hmm. It's um, true. I have a thermal image of an entity that has a head, this top portion of the head is quite large and it looks remarkably similar to one of the some of the pharaoh's headdresses their crowns and it uh-huh. begs the question was that designed to imitate the appearance of an extraterrestrial species that had heads shaped like that and perhaps they had an influence you know the Syrians or something and I'm when I say Syrians I mean from Sirius not from Syria, okay. Yeah, but, um, yeah. I just you know I want to clarify that you know. So uh, I mean, well, you know, like, with oh, the chaos that's going on today, it yeah. makes sense that that awareness of extraterrestrials, you know, is is going to be coming out more and more and more because mm-hmm. in times of chaos. That's when extra people, things like extraterrestrials, will become known, and it won't be as horrific as in a time of, you know, great prosperity. Then nobody wants anything to change. But I, I would think that it's a perfect, it's perfect timing for them to make themselves known. Just sort of wondering, um, and 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 again, this is something that, that there is no answer to if they had. Mm. Um, divulged themselves to scientists or whatever, they would have been hustled away to a laboratory and never be seen again. So, mm-hmm. you know, better to... Or have pick, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and so better to pick normal people in the population who can be, get the word out there until, of course, they're taken away. So, you know, you, you do... Mm-hmm. Y- you become public enough so they can't take you away is basically what you do. I would well, think. I, I, yeah, I, that, that sounds reasonable. I, um, you know, I think, yeah, I mean, maybe it, I think it's important to be done in a way that doesn't add to the chaos, you know? I mean, so maybe, like, they want to be come forward in a more subtle way, and they're making appearances and attempted appearances in many different places. You know, you keep seeing stuff on the news, et cetera. So, uh I mean, that, that might make sense, you know, or maybe they need certain people that are qualified or have the capacity to interact better or something to that effect, you know, or more prone or more scientific-minded or more, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what qualities, you know, beings like that would look for in a person necessarily. But um, all I can tell you is, is you know, this is, uh, you know, the entity in that field is 100% real. And, uh, you know, that's not CGI, that's not some hoax, that's not some photo that's been enhanced, et cetera. I mean, this is 30 seconds of actual footage. Original footage is on there, 
and every step of the way I break it down for people, etc. So, well, quite often when people say they've seen an extraterrestrial, <clears throat> they mm-hmm. they um, say, "And this is the message they gave me." Mm-hmm. Have you been given a message of any sort? Hmm. I'm gonna hold off on that question for now. Because if I have a message, it's not as defined as I'd like it. But I have been scolded a few times. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you that much. Yeah. I I was like, uh, uh, I was uh, with a friend of mine. And this shows you they can go wherever they want. I was on a cruise ship in the middle of the Caribbean, late at night, right, on the top deck, talking to a friend of mine. And it was pretty quiet. There weren't people around. And we were sitting there talking, and I was talking about, you know, these beings and shape-shifting and all this other stuff like that, okay? And he's from the U.K., and I broached the topic joking about the royal family and stuff like that. You know, I'm sure you've heard those stories, et cetera. And all of a sudden I got one of those messages where it was like, like Max cease this like that kind of thing. Okay. And it was so startling because I was like looking left and right and he was like, why did he just jump? You know, that type of thing and all, you know? So then my friend went to go get a a coffee or something like that. And while he was gone, I responded. I was just like, I, I just, talk quietly because I don't have their abilities and I was like cause you could tell when they're like annoyed because you feel like I'm like a little bit of a pressure pain you know in your head uh-huh. okay and uh, I was like look relax I'm like who's he gonna tell and, I, and besides he thinks I'm insane you know and right then he walked up and heard me saying that so he definitely thought I was insane <laughs> But anyway, so there you have it. Um, but yeah, I don't have any big message right now. Let's put it that way. Okay, I'm just trying to figure out everything for myself and my purpose and my. I, I don't know. I guess like like you know my path. Well, yeah, I, I just I think that at at this point I would be wondering if it were me, and and I don't want it to be me. I'm not volunteering. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I would want to know what do you want of me? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I've got the the videos of you, yeah, but what do you want me to mm-hmm. do? And, I, you know, it's it's funny. I've often said that that uh, television and movies were ways that that the universe uses to get us used to new developments that are coming into our lives. And, and Star Trek is the best mm-hmm. example of the doors opening and shutting and the tricorder. And when we mm-hmm. saw them in Star Trek, when it started, it was magic. And now, of course, we in and out of the grocery store the same way Captain Kirk did. And we all have tricorder-like cell phones that we carry mm-hmm. around with us that will scan us and do all sorts of things. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if if... This is sort of a, a test run of some sort of putting more information out there and seeing if, well, certainly you're going to be attacked. Of course you're going to be attacked. That's the point of it yeah. all. But, but 
the more you put out there, the more you're going to have people playing I Doubt It With You. But I understand that because I saw UFO playing. when I was in college. And, Wait, I'm sorry, playing, the, what, playing what with me? I didn't hear that. You said you're gonna, the more you're going to have people playing like something with me. I, I missed a couple oh, of words the there. More, the, the more you're out there, you're more going to have people playing I Doubt It With You. Oh, I and, Doubt It. Oh, okay. Yeah, I and I mean, when I saw the, the UFO um, <clears throat> in the 60s, I can't tell mm-hmm. you the... The, you know, yeah, yeah, you were drunk, and how much beer did you have, and, you know, and the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. For years and years and years and years, until the book came out in the in, around 2010 called In Focus, and it, doc, it, it, it really was just a group of the, the documented cases of actual UFO sightings, and mine was in there. Wow, and see so that? For, Oh, but it took forty years, mm-hmm. you know, to to so so, and in that time, you know, mm-hmm. I would repeat the story, and people would say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," but it was validating, you know, after forty, fifty years that. Oh, that you must was, have been. It, yeah, you must was, have felt vindicated. Oh, I wanted to buy four hundred copies of that book and give them to everyone that said <laughs> I doubted to me. I mean, I think it's out of print now, but um, but but it was, and it feels like this is the same type of thing you're you're going to be going through. People are going to, you know, you'll you'll get people that are detractors, and then you'll get people who mm-hmm. think, yeah, this is kind of cool, and maybe that's the well, purpose of it. Well, the detractors, uh, you know, listen, I mean, they're not living it. They haven't seen it. They haven't experienced it. They don't know what I have, and whether they're, whether they're people that just want to shut stuff like that down, or people that are jealous because you know it hasn't happened to them. And if they're like that, it will never happen to them. I mean, let's just put Absolutely. that out there, okay? Yeah, I mean, like you know, advanced beings do not want to be around the hateful. You know, I, I mean, if you're filled, your your soul is filled with bile and 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 rage and, and whatever. Who wants to be around that? That negative energy, etc. By the way, I just saw on one of my Facebook groups, the fans of Cronus Rising on Facebook, a uh, young lady who uh, subscribed to the site and she wrote, you got one. That's what they look like. She's, I think she's seen <laughs> one herself. See? So, but you know, see, so, I mean, she saw the, the face and it, it jives with what she saw. So, you know, and, and, and I mean, that's uh yeah, but you know, it's we'll see how it goes, you know. I I mean I'm sure like, you know, it'll they'll it'll people will try and keep it hush hush. And I'm not trying to make like a huge splash or anything like that. You know, I I mean I'd almost, you know, rather just like let people that are interested and want to learn learn and people that aren't or you know, whatever go their separate ways and that's fine. You know? I mean these beings well, you know, type of beings Go ahead, I'm when sorry. You, when you, I mean, the picture, it looks a little nasty. And yet, um, if you look at if you look at a gorilla who is enraged and fighting, mm-hmm. it looks vicious and awful and terrifying. And then you give that same gorilla a kitten to cuddle, and it turns, mm-hmm. it turns cuddly and sweet. So just because its exterior appears a little tougher than normal 
doesn't mean that the mm-hmm. interior is that way too. And certainly, if yeah. they and I and with with my late husband um, Patrick Cook, uh, I think we wrote an article of some sort for his website, which was um, Matrix Radio. Um, no, the BibleUFO.com was his website. Um, one of the things that I wrote was, if they're here to take us over, they could have done it in the last million years or so. If they're here oh, to gosh. destroy us, they could have mm-hmm. done it in a heartbeat. If the fact that mm-hmm. they're here and we're seeing them, there has to be a more positive explanation for it. Well, I think that first off, uh, there's two points that I would touch on on that. The first is that, I mean, if it was, if there, any advanced beings that wanted to take over this planet by military force could easily do so. And oh, yeah. I'll prove it to you. Well, let's, let's, let's look at the last hundred years. Okay, during World War I, we used bolt-action rifles for the most part, horses a lot, and the most advanced air weapons we had were biplanes that flew at, I don't know, 100, 135 miles an hour with open cockpits and machine guns, da-da-da-da-da, Red Baron style. Okay? Now, I mean, we have supersonic fighters that do Mach 3, Mach 4. I mean, we have stealth technology, service care missiles. You name it, we've got it. We have spaceships now. Okay? One F-22 Raptor could go out and sink an air, World War II aircraft carrier and all the fighter planes on it with no problem. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't have a prayer and they wouldn't see it coming. So, I mean, it's not a matter of technology. They're, they must have codes of conduct, that type of thing. Because if Handsome did not have a code of conduct, he could have dispatched me, you know, there or another time, etc. Okay? And, you know, many opportunities and stuff. You know, I do feel like, like, like uh, I think it was a day or two later that uh, he might have come back and wanted to get rid of that camera, you know, and it wasn't there because something struck the wall of that house. And then I was there like weeks later in the, their back and this big hoser on the wall had been damaged, like something had struck it hard enough to break the copper piping apart from the, uh, the attachment or something. And it was all stripped. You know, now that could have been a deer that for some reason decided to run up and jump and smash into the wall. But I find it an interesting time period that uh, like a day or so later after this camera not being there, the, let's say the following night, that, you know, that happened. He might have come back there and wanted to get rid of the camera and it wasn't there and he was frustrated. I don't know. I mean, it's just a, you know, a thought. There's no evidence to back that up. Just a damaged hose reel and, and you know, hearing a loud boom, like a loud, loud thump on a wall. But uh, I wouldn't blame him, you know, from his expression. Like you said, he looks scary, right? You can even see some of those sharp teeth on, like, the right side there in the mouth and stuff, you know. And vertical pupils, people, you look close, you'll see. They have vertical pupils, okay? So. Yeah, that, that you know, it just seems to me to think that I'm wondering if they're looking for people who are more fascinated by them than afraid of them. Um, you know, and it's got to be difficult to find somebody who will, I mean, considering your background and, and all of your underwater stuff, you deal with, you know, with, with um, 
strange-looking creatures anyhow. So. Oh, you should see my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Actually, I could have put a mother-in-law right. joke there, but I'm trying to cut down on those. So. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, mm. But but it's 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 like you you are you look beneath the surface sort of and 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 so mm-hmm. that makes sense to me um but at the same time there there it it just how long ago did these pictures take place that first footage was it'll be a year ago tomorrow okay so it's reasonably current yes and then Han- and smiley showed up in march like 30 days later okay. or something like that. I, I don't remember exactly. I'd have to check the date and stuff. But, uh, and ever since then, you know, it's just been more and more and more. But, I mean, it's like where I go, they go. Meaning, like, I brought a thermal camera with me and when I was on that ship and I took some pictures and stuff. I, found, I had some stuff there. I mean, like, like, I was like, what is that? You know, like that type of thing. <laughs> I sometimes so, have casually said, I think extraterrestrials may look at Earth as a vacation resort. Mm-hmm. And uh, that they... I feel, in, mm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Ladies first. Well, it, it just seemed to me that they come here to enjoy the chaos. I know there's... there's um, Mary Joyce had a uh, a soldier who was in charge of a particular place in the Nevada desert where apparently mm-hmm. extraterrestrials have a base and they're, they're mm-hmm. more of the Nordics and their women look into catalogs, get close, and they, they go into um, Las Vegas itself and they blend right in with the crowds. So you know, I, I wonder sometimes if we aren't their amusement park. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure they find it intriguing those are the that's the guy that deals with the tall whites right yeah is that, that the, okay yeah I, I saw like him talking about this or something on a video I watched a good chunk of it but um I mean that would be different I mean if you're a six foot tall blonde you know you could pass as a person although if the guys are seven feet tall that's kind of you know pushing it a little you're going to stand out more basketball you know? <laughs> Yeah, seven or eight feet. You know, you're up there now. It's going to be a little weird, but um, but yeah, that's workable. If you're an eight foot reptilian built like a tank, and you know all that, you know that's the you know unless you're you know concealing your appearance, that's a hard sell. Mm-hmm. You know, but I mean, I have seen some images that make me wonder, like, like am I like like on some reality show, like intergalactic reality show that I don't know about? You know. And if so, why am I not getting paid? You know what I mean? Like, like seriously, like who's in charge here and who do I got to talk to? Because I see some of these, you know, beings sometimes like looking at me and it looks like they're like, you know, kicking back and like eating popcorn and watching me or something like that. And I'm like, really? Like live today, Max Hawthorne goes to the bathroom. <gasps> Younger <laughs> children are not allowed in the audience. You know, I mean, like, seriously, like how much do you need to see? You know, well, I'm wondering, funny, are they are they shapeshifters? Mm-hmm. And if they are, mm-hmm. why not present a happier image first until they reveal themselves later? Well, I think like the 
the, these particular reptilians, these Saurians, are observers, and hence the cloak. Yeah, you know, not expecting to be seen, you know, in in the uh, you know in that situation, let's say, or something. You know, if you're moving around quietly at night doing surveillance, whatever, and cloaked. In addition to that, you would not expect to be spotted. You know, not by some hairless or actually, in my case, hairy bipedal ape or something like that. You know. <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, but I mean, but let's let's talk about that actually in terms of the shape-shifting thing and all that. So, I mean, when you were talking about the, the energy field around Handsome, okay, um, and, you know, the viewers are going to see it when they, when they go in there, um, you know, you, you've seen other things. You see faces primarily, okay, like, you know, eyes and mouths and wraiths and wailing creatures and stuff like that, right? Uh, faces, yes. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of them look like they're angry or upset or, or like, <laughs> and stuff like that. Okay? <laughs> no, not so all So now we them. have to consider. But a lot of them. No, no. Mm-hmm. Well, it's all different seen. facial things. Mm-hmm. Yes. But um, maybe it's the ones that I take the pictures of with the thermal, and they don't want me taking their pictures where they do that. You know? I, I think the thermal camera must emit some sort of, beam that they don't like or maybe they just don't like have a camera shoved in their face i don't know but a lot of times when i take pictures of them they get very angry they look very upset so maybe they don't expect when you know when they're watching a reality show to be on the show too right well well, i will tell you i Mm. prefer audio to video and if i know it's gonna you know if if they suddenly pop video at me i Mm. i i get curious you know, get, I want warning to, you know, comb my hair and put on a nice top and, you know, the whole thing. So mm-hmm. I, I can understand caught on film um, without without looking my best would tick the heck out of me. Yeah, especially if you weren't expecting it, like you said. Like, you know, if somebody just knocked on your door and put a camera in your face, like, oh, you know, that type of thing. But so the question now is, is first look, is that cloak just a cloak or is it also a portal a means of transportation and these are some of the things that i've been trying to decipher and investigate because you got to think about this these images that you're seeing these faces and stuff like that the question is what are they and i have you know considered possibilities one possibility is that the the faces you're seeing are if the entity can change shape itself and those represent other forms that it's been able to take see whether those are forms or illusions by technology or actual real shape-shifting but either way that could represent so many different forms that it has you know used over the years that are all like like a bandolier of bullets you know all around it that type of thing so, I mean, that's one possibility. The another possibility, though, is that if it's a portal, is that maybe you may be seeing dozens or even hundreds of other beings, other creatures, you know, that are all there and looking and curious or wanting out or who knows what. But if that's the case, you've got to keep in mind that you, we can see that that energy field is 
you know, when it contracts, is centered around the reptilian. See? So if it is other beings in that cloak when it's, or, or that portal is so tight to him, you know, he's the only one that has access. He's like the gatekeeper, and they can't get through. So it could be a lot of different possibilities. Well, <clears throat> there is a theory that... Um, the third dimension is actually a projection from the second dimension, and that's where reality actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would that would suggest that he's two dimensional, projecting into the third dimension, and being seen where he didn't expect it. Um, or he could be looking for a better place for his people to go. That's true. I mean, anything's possible, but I do believe they hunt the deer in this area. So, I mean, they have to physically be here if they're going to do that, because I found a track. I mean, there was a bunch of impressions in the leaf litter, and one of them was all the way through to this, the soil. It was frozen soil. but uh, And there were these four or five claw marks, like rake marks, as if something heavy and large had, like, propelled itself forward, and it had non-retractable talons that had cut grooves into the frozen soil to help propel itself forward, you know, like a bear pushing off or something like that. And the track size would be something the size of a Bigfoot um, in terms of, like, width and this type of stuff. So, I mean, uh, I got video footage from trail cameras I put out actually that same day of a deer at night, and all of a sudden it turns, it looks, and then it bolts. It runs for its life for no apparent reason. You know, I find it an interesting coincidence that that happens, and, you know, the night before, hours earlier, um, you know, I had found this, these tracks, and this one track with these, you know, the, these claw marks, et cetera, something bipedal with sort of human-shaped toes, because you would see, like, the toes increase in size from, like, left to right or whatever it is, you know, like the pinky and whatever this type of stuff. But uh, that was right there. I mean, that track was like maybe 10 yards from the camera at most. So, uh, you know, I, I if it is one of their tracks, then they are, you know, they were. This is, That was a couple of years ago, that one. They'd be hunting deer in the area. So they may travel and come through periodically. They may come through and do observations or keep tabs on, you know, people or places or who knows what. I don't know. You know, they, maybe they want to supplement their, their, you know, food stores while they're here. You know, some fresh venison. I mean, we eat them. <laughs> right? Yeah, you know people that hunt deer and eat them. Yeah. So, I, um, I do know people that do that. But, you know, anytime they try to give me anything, all I can think of is Bambi and I can't do it. Yes. Yeah, not my cup of tea either, to be honest. I've been had nah. opportunities in the past. People try and invite me to go hunting and stuff, you know, like an uncle and stuff. And I'm like, no, I'm sorry, I just fish. And even when I fish, I almost always let the fish go, you know. Well, I'll tell you something that is actually rather delicious, and that's whale. <clears throat> really? Just like just like roast beef. It's a mammal. Really? Yeah. Oh. I was in Iceland, and um, we went to a hotel for dinner, and I asked for the roast beef, and they they brought it, and it was delicious, and it didn't have a lot of fat in it or anything, 
And I said, this mm-hmm. is just wonderful. He said, well, it was just brought in today. It's whale. And, you know, I thought, okay, wait, whales breathe air. Whales are mammals. Mm-hmm. That, that is, it, it was delicious. So. Yeah, I could never do that. Uh, I mean, <laughs> if I knew... If I knew about it, let's put it this way. You didn't, but I mean, see, I have a thing that, um, like, I will never eat an octopus. You know, they are intelligent, emotional entities. And I just, I, I won't do that, you know. And so me, I mean, I look at cetaceans the same way. And if somebody did that, pulled that on me, we probably would have been fighting after that. <laughs> I mean, I would have been like, wow. <laughs> you know, like, it's like tricking somebody into cannibalism or something like that. Or, or eating a dog, you know. Like and not knowing that type of thing, you know, like like wherever the, you know certain countries are into that sort of nastiness, but uh, you know, I mean, that's but to each his own. Well, true, and it, it's just that when something like this happens, um, mm-hmm. there, it it doesn't happen by accident. I think it it may have been just time that they were mm-hmm. seen and they were lucky it was you because. I have this belief that Mm -hmm. if people are not um, consciously enough aware of stuff, they will will not see it. So they had to find someone who was open to seeing them. Mm -hmm. And they probably probably, um, manifested before a lot of people that, that probably just, you know, didn't pay any attention because they couldn't believe their eyes. And so they just, you know, they didn't yeah. see them. They chose to not see them. And I think a yeah, lot of I mean, UFOs are like that, too. I think they're also a judge of character. I mean, when the first, the, the fact that I was able to see that winged entity, you know, with my own eyes, uh-huh. even after it went, once it went airborne and it was hovering, like 20 feet in front of the, in my headlights, it was like six feet in the air and suspended, like, like a hummingbird, like, you know, holding position straight. So we were looking at each other. Okay. And I was just mesmerized. I mean, the wings, the light from the headlights was dancing around the edges of the wings as they vibrated and stuff. It was beautiful. It was fascinating and it was impossible, you know, but the strangest thing was that when it was on the ground, this creature, this being, was like a, its skin was like a dark gray with black eyes and a black mouth. And when it screeched at me, which it did, it was like, ah, like that. I was like, oh, what am I looking at here? You know, this thing was tough. And I realized it was either angry or afraid and probably both. I mean, you're a, a foot or 14-inch tall being with a head the size of an apple and you've got a 5,000-pound SUV bearing down on you with bright headlights. You know, it would be pretty scary. You know what I mean? Very. But, uh, yeah, but when it, you know, when it sprang into the air, its appearance changed. And I think it was able to, you know, change color and text, whatever, because I think it was trying to match the asphalt that it was on, which is why it was like a dark gray. See? But in the air, when it was standing there, it looked completely different. It was like its body was almost like a silvery white and translucent. The wings were like clear, but like I said, like shimmering light around the edges and stuff. It was transformed. You know, it was like a, like an ethereal being or something like that, you know? And then after that, like, uh, 
the you know this was in the winter time and then we uh when it warmed up a little bit you know a couple months later or whatever you know my daughter and I we went into the woods near there and we brought like a bowl of like those delicious big Costco blueberries you know the suckers that are like Jurassic oh, yeah. Park sized blueberries you know they're so good and you know because my then you know my former agent she was saying oh that's um she was saying it was something called a brownie, like a type of fairy, and it lived in trees and, you know, all this other stuff or whatever. I don't believe that. I believe that it was something that came through a gate or a portal that doesn't normally live here, and it just got in trouble. You know, like I said, like, hit a power line, got clocked by an owl, who knows what, okay? But uh, but we went out to the woods there, and we were, you know, we sat into a clearing. We found, like, a it was weird. There was one tree that had been cut down that had perfectly flat surface, like a, the stump, like a table, you know, uh-huh. out of nowhere. I don't know why. And we, like, sat the bowl on there, and I made this little speech, and I felt like an idiot, you know, but I wanted to be nice, whatever, because the agent had said they eat fruit and stuff like that. So we left the bowl there and all this other stuff. And, oh, and uh, you know, then we... Uh, the next day, I think she had school, and she asked me to check and see if the fairy had eaten the blueberry. So I went there, and uh, the bowl was there in the exact same spot, and it was empty, spotless, nothing, okay? And, you know, I was like, well, that's odd. You know, I'm like, I mean, if a deer had come and shoved its muzzle in there, you'd think there'd be, like, blueberry juice all over and maybe some skin scraps and stuff and they, they would knock the bowl over or something like that and even squirrels or something or birds i mean these blueberries are pretty big for most birds but yeah you would think there would be some evidence something you know and i was on a show and i and i said to the host but i said but you know probably some kids were going through there and they just ate them and she said right because if you were walking through the woods and you saw a bowl of blueberries sitting there you would pick them up and eat them right and i'm like <laughs> i was thinking of that yeah one of those shrek movies where shrek like Donkey, don't you find a plate of fresh waffles with, you know, with butter and syrups in the middle of the woods a little suspicious? And he's like, no, no. But, you know, that was a good point. Okay. But my point of all this is, is that it is possible that these beings saw this type of behavior and realized, okay, well, the, you know, these people have a healthy respect for life and, you know, they're trying to reach out and trying to communicate. And maybe that carries some weight. Hence the curiosity, you know, the interest. I don't know. Well, they certainly have your attention, and and it's, it just you know it, it it feels like it's almost taken over your life. So, um, I would say that that it it has given you another avenue to express yourself through, for sure. Um, I, yeah. I, I, now you say you have pictures of all different kinds of, of extraterrestrials. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and some videos is a, too. Is there a book coming? <laughs> I don't have time to blow my nose right now. Honestly, I mean it's like, you know, like like I am so behind on my writing. I, I need to get back into it. I mean, I've written a lot of books. Don't get me wrong. I may have to focus on novellas instead of full-length novels because novellas are a little shorter and easier to write and stuff. Uh-huh. But uh, I mean, my first thing is right now is I'm just you know like I want to get my series of documentaries out there. I want to show people what I've discovered 
and open their eyes to you know, all the, the wonders around us that we don't see you know, or can't see or we're not allowed to see or whatever it might be. And, uh, you know, we'll see where things go from there. You know, I don't have, you know, aspirations. I certainly don't have the wherewithal or contacts to be, you know, dealing with movies or TV shows or, or anything like that. You know, I, I haven't had an agent in ages. So I'm just kind of like doing my own thing at this point. So, but I am sure the universe will provide all answers to everything I'm supposed to do all in good time. Well, it does, obviously. I mean, that's my belief as well. And it's just, you know, it it leaves so many questions hanging out there. And Mm. what I think is especially cool is um, many people would be terrified and would be worried about their daughter, among other things. And yet you seem to have... um, and understanding with them that your family is left alone, which is great. My daughter is protected. That's guaranteed. So, me, I don't worry about it. I'm old and fat, and I've had my time in the sun, you know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, well, if it, you know, you're their voice, so I'm <clears throat> pretty sure you're going to be left alone. Well, I have, have to you stick ever? around because, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you do have to stick around. There's no other way to put the information out there. No, I promised my daughter I won't kick it until I'm at least 99. So I have no choice. We have a deal. That's the deal. And I'm like, I need to lose weight. I need to eat better. <laughs> I need to, you know, and all this other stuff like that. So, um, yeah. You know, so I, I'm working on it. It's just that, you know, I'm like, uh, you know how, like, like I'm like, Moana, you know how like the 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 ocean calls to her, you know. Well, my yeah. refrigerator calls to me. You know, <laughs> it's like Max, you. Guess what we? Guess what we got yeah. for you? Hey, uh, check out this, <laughs> these brownies, huh? Yeah, I have one of those refrigerators that talks too. Um, yeah. So, so you've not. They've they've communicated with you. In English, yes. Um, have, have you have you heard or been aware of, or or is that how they communicate all the time? I don't know. Um, you know, these the sentences have been short. I mean, usually like three, four words, this type of stuff. So it may be a hard translate for them or something or they're not comfortable or I don't know or maybe that's just how the words form inside your head when they project it or something but I mean Uh the method of speaking is very rudimentary you know like when somebody says like you know like cease this max or max cease this or something like that you know it's just three words and it's very regimented and very curt and whatever you know, like, like interesting. Boom, they, boom, boom. interesting, interesting. They chose cease instead of stop. Mhm. Yeah, and I couldn't even say it was the word cease. It was like, it was like that was the impression I got. Like okay. you know what I mean? Like like it's like you you. I'm not sure I heard that word well. You know, I heard my name and I heard this and I believe it said cease, but I was like at the same time I was so caught off guard. You know, but the impression. The translation 
was definitely cease. Like yeah, the cease only one, <clears throat> the only person I know of, but have not spoken to, so I, I all I can do is go from second hand. Is um, Billy Meyer? He, um, the aliens visited him, have visited him his whole life, and there's mm-hmm. a tremendous amount of material that have been written. I know that when he was shown a picture of Hitler's psychic, Maria mm-hmm. Orsich, Billy Meyer said that's Simyasi. Um, it was the spitting image of an alien that he was in contact with. Um, Edgar Casey communicated telepathically. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, and in many cases, he actually knew the spirit that was talking to him, especially the medical mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so that there is definitely um, stuff out there that root, you know, that, that would explain the communication. But you kind of want to know, you know, what do you want? I mean, is there any way to mm-hmm. say that to them? Why are you here? What do you want? Mm-hmm. I'm working on it. It's uh Okay. Yeah, all things will be revealed in time. So Okay. But you, I, you, I, go ahead, I'm okay, sorry. Go ahead. You see, no, 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 I'm never... I'm very rude. <laughs> you know me, I'm always like, you know, talking over people and stuff like that. It's terrible. I, well, uh, that's okay. Uh <clears throat> but you've never actually been abducted. Or have you? Successfully, no. Yeah. Yeah, successfully. No, there was an attempt, and it wasn't by the reptilians. Okay. And that will actually be an upcoming episode. So. So. So because. And I have pictures of the little rat bastards. Can I say bastard on the air? I think I can. I'm not sure. Uh, you have, but anyway, so sure. Yes, but anyway, but uh, yes, there was an incident where a group of uh, diminutive, melon-headed freaks tried to uh, abduct me. I think maybe my research attracted them or whatever. They tried, they failed, and they ran screaming like a bunch of frightened pigs kind of sounded like that in fact okay so but I have pictures <laughs> yeah so I'm not a fan okay okay and I'll, well, it won't be back well you're one of the, so. you're one of the few that I know of who have um, who has a good um, collection of different species now mm. In your in your collection, are they all done mm-hmm. with the infrared camera, or are they done with just a, a regular camera? Um, infrared, thermal camera also, and a few with the cell phone when I didn't have anything else with me. But those are really grainy and kind of you know like hard to make out, honestly because it's just not designed for that. Like taking a picture in the dark with a cell phone, you know what I mean? Like that, uh, you know, you yeah, can see it, but it's really grainy and, and you know, like like not ideal. 
let's put it that way. But, you know, when you combine that with other quality images and stuff like that, you know, it, sure, it tells a powerful story. So. So, so if <clears throat> one wonders if you have different species of extraterrestrials, mm-hmm. if you're marked out as uh, visit this guy, he's okay, or if, you know, if, if most people never get a visitation, or if they get them, they don't know it. Mm-hmm. You apparently catch them as they come in. So is there a purpose to that? Well, well, I have an advantage in one aspect. You see, we have two huge Siberian forest cats. And I don't know if people know this, but cats can see in the ultraviolet spectrum. That's from like yep. zero to, I think, 400 megahertz, if I'm not mistaken, or something. They also have heat sensors on their skin. So they are able to detect things that we are not. They are able to see things that we are not. They can see spirits. They can see astral beings, things of that nature. Um, so if you're ever worried, you know, adopting a cat or two from your local shelter, you know, if you think you're having visitations or something like that or spirits, et cetera, you know, it wouldn't, you know, wouldn't hurt to have a cat. Save a life. You know what I'm saying? Great pets, et cetera. Um, but, uh, you know, this doesn't mean that if your cat is playing with something that you can't see that you have a ghost or a spirit or, a, you know, an extraterrestrial in your house. So I don't want you saying, like, oh, Max said that this means that, et cetera. But our cats are able to see things quite well that aren't there. And, you know, if I feel like there's something there and I take out the picture, usually it's there. They, it's there. Oh yeah, I have I have a cat, and every now and then she'll suddenly turn her head and stare someplace, and and then she'll go back to sleep. And I figure if she's not scared, I don't have to be. Mm-hmm. She just caught somebody passing through. Yeah, I mean, like they they it's amazing. Like we had an incident where after my dad had passed, the day after the funeral, you know, our cat, one of our big boys, was up on the uh, the top landing there, and. And he was looking down and watching something you could see walk up the stairs and walking up the stairs. And he was his head was tracking it as it came up and up and up and got taller and taller and taller until it was the size of a man, at which point he backed up and he hissed at it. And there was nothing mm-hmm. there, but I assume it was the old man. So I literally said, hey, Dad, you know, whatever, blah, 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 this, you know, this other yeah. stuff. So, you know, but, um, you know, but I mean, it, it doesn't, you know, it, it seems like it's like, you may be right, but they seem to be very interested because, I mean, I was on vacation in a rental property down in Oral, the Kissimmee area, and I was in the bedroom, and it was night, and I just had this overwhelming feeling of some dark, brooding presence there. And I had my thermal with me because I wanted to see if they'd be, you know, things would be around when I was on vacation. I took a couple of clips, and I got some interesting pictures, you know? And you can see them through the thermal. You know, I mean, I usually have to adjust, like tweak them to get them to really pop. But, you know, I can see them in the thermal. I can see them move. I can see their eyes. I can see their teeth. I can see them shift, you know, et cetera. So I don't just point at a wall randomly and just like start clicking and clicking and clicking and stuff like that. You know, I look around and I'm like, ah, there you are. You know, boom. So The only man I know who goes to bed with a camera. 
Well, it, I don't normally sleep with the camera. The, it's a thermal camera. Let's be clear on that. Okay, but, okay. you know, I, I specifically took it on vacation because I wanted to do an experiment. You know, like, is this at that residence only where, you know, I filmed, you know, the two boys, the guys, the whatever, you know, the reptilians. You know, I've had a few pics in my house, you know, but most of the other places. But, you know, I was like, if I go on vacation, I'm, I'm, is this coming with me? You know, that type of thing. Which, you know, does that mean it's me? Am I like a magnet for these beings, you know? I don't know. Maybe it's because okay, I'm old I, I, and arthritic and I'm in pain all the time. Maybe they feed <laughs> off pain, you know, and they're like drawn to that, like, like hyenas to a carcass, like, you know. Uh, 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 a lot of weird thoughts go through my head sometimes, especially when I don't take my well, head. Yeah, I can understand that. I mean, I've... <clears throat> like I've seen a UFO, I have no desire or need to see an alien. I know they're out there. And mm-hmm. every now and then, you know, the hair on the back of my neck will, will pick up and I'll know something is around. Um, Could but be. I, you know, yeah, it's either that or, you know, menopause or whatever. <laughs> Oh, I'm waiting to go through that myself. Well, it's, I call it menopause. It's different, though. You know? It is. Menopause is menopause. Um, <laughs> so, but but it's just, you know, it's kind of like I want, I keep, you know, I, I know there are aliens out there. I know they're on mm-hmm. the planet. Every now and then okay. I have met someone that I am absolutely positive is an alien. And um, and it doesn't scare me. It's it's sort of like mm-hmm. there has to be. I I know that they could be watchers of sort. Are you familiar mm. with the Rendlesham Forest incident? No. Rendlesham Forest. I can't. You know, it was it was current. There was a, a UFO sighting. It and it, there mm-hmm. was a military base there that was a joint one. <clears throat> And, a Brit- and it was housed both British and uh, U.S. people, and two soldiers went out to investigate it. It turned out that it was something like a, it was a drone. It had mm-hmm. writing on it of some sort, and when he touched, touched this object, this drone, he was downloaded with a, a, a tremendous amount of binary code. A number of years later, the binary code was interpreted, and it basically said um, operation, you know, observation of humanity to continue and a couple of other things. And then it said source date 8100. So to my mind, Mm. that was a drone from the future being sent Mm. back. And my at first I thought, isn't this great? We're still here in 8100. And then I thought, Wait a minute, it talks about humanity. It doesn't say us. So I'm wondering who it's observing. You know, it it it, it just it it suddenly I, I stopped dead in my tracks and it was like, wait, it says of humanity. It doesn't say of us. So I don't know who it came from. But That's it, a good it was point. binary binary code in English, yeah. Um and then and there's been a lot of there. There have been a number of shows on it, you know, where they show them going back and showing where it was, and 
the the binary code and the whole thing. It was it was definitely a validated UFO, and I think it happened the next night as well. But Jim only touched it once and got the download, and they never asked him mm-hmm. about it. So he never said anything. And a number of years later, I think it was Linda Morton Howe that said, "That's binary code. Let's get it translated." Mm-hmm. And it had the um, the the um, the geographical locations of a number of spiritual sites um, on the planet there. And um, Eyes of Our Eyes, I think, was one of the other things it said. But it, but it did say that, you know, watching the experiment of humanity was a good idea. Not in those words. The, but watching the experiment of humanity. Well, uh, that, that's maybe what it per- inferred. It didn't, it, it didn't say that. It inferred that. Yeah. Further maybe observation with ongoing. Well, maybe... Maybe that was you were right that this is a vacation, like you know, and they they you know study us and stuff like that. I mean, somebody okay. asked me once, do you, do you think they're watching you all the time, like you know, even during your more personal moments? And I'm like, I feel really bad for them if they are. <laughs> Sorry. When I'm in the bathroom, I need my alone time, and you do not want to be a part of this, okay? Seriously, I mean, like, dudes. Yeah, but uh, there have to be better places to go. Um, I yeah, got... I mean, like, yeah. So what is next? Uh, what next is going to go up on your site, and when is it going to go up? Um, so I'm working on the sequel to this first documentary, um, which is going to give us a much more in-depth look at one of these two individuals. And I'm going to be discussing anatomical features, uh, possible gender, and a lot of other stuff like that. So that's going to be covered in there. Um, Then there's going to be a, the third one is probably going to be a comparison between the two individual reptilians, whether they're the same species, you know, male versus female, et cetera, that type of stuff, along with some other stuff related to that and uh, what's been going on with me and, uh, you know, interactions with them and things of that nature. Um, the fourth one will probably be a reveal on the Mothman. Um, and then I'm not sure. I mean, I might do this, you know, an expose on this the, this wannabe abduction that was tried, or I might do something on fairies because I got some adorable fairy footage recently. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I you know I have a lot to choose from, you know, and it depends on what happens along the way in terms of what I learn, because if I'm able to communicate with some entities and learn a lot from them, which I'm hoping to then it may change, you know, like I may find I was wrong about something, like some of the stuff we talked about in terms of the technology or how it works or where they're from or their intentions or anything like that. You know, if I need to update things, et cetera, then obviously it's a learning process. But it is fascinating, and I, I am really glad that people are interested in it and are partaking of it because it's important. You know, we're not alone. Well, we're, uh, you know. To this point in time, mm-hmm. has the government in any way contacted you or communicated with you? No, no. I wouldn't necessarily expect them to. I mean, you know, people have put stuff out all the time and all that. And, uh, you know, I mean, and, and people always argue over it. I mean, look at the Patterson-Gimlin footage. 
It's been out for oh yeah, I don't know, 50, 60 years, something like that. And it's still out there, and people are still fighting over it. It's real. It's oh, not. Yeah. It's real. It's not. You know, <laughs> I, I would imagine they're going to look at me the same way and or, you know, probably possibly try to minimize my impact, you know, if it, you know, if in, so that it doesn't become troublesome or whatever. Like I said, I, I'm, you know, just going to be doing my thing and spreading the love and spreading, you know, what information and knowledge I get as we go along and stuff. And, you know, it's a... Uh, I, uh, I think people will enjoy it. And hey, you know, it's cheaper than going to the movies. It's, you know, some places it's the same price as a gallon of uh, premium gasoline, you know, and you get to see a real <laughs> extraterrestrial. You can't go wrong with that, you know? So. But I think, I think what people have to realize, too, is that this is just one species that there are, um, I, I don't think they have a full count as to how many different species there are out there. So that, mm-hmm. so that, you know, some of them, I mean, in, in a way, they're humanoid-ish. Mm-hmm. But I've only seen, but, I'm sorry. Go, I, no, I, go I apologize. I totally interrupted. No, no, I want you to finish because you were on a roll there, and I, I want to hear all of it. Well, they're, You're they're sitting on the way they're human-ish, right? Mm-hmm. So that, so that one would expect that almost any almost any alien race that was here terrestrially would have mm-hmm. some form of humanoid ishness in, in their demeanor so um you know i'm just i'm just wondering uh how far they go in di- diverting into green blobs or whatever Pretty far. I've seen insectoids. I've documented uh, things that look like praying mantises and stuff like that, and ants. Ooh, some of them are like ooh. Um, cats. There were a lot of cats, like ghost cats and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Alien extraterrestrial. When people say cats are interdimensional beings, I actually believe some of that, or on the other side. Yeah, I mean, oh, like, they, like, yeah, and um, uh, you know, I saw this one thing looks like a dragon. Uh, this one thing that, uh, like, my novels, those giant pliosaurs, which you know, there was a specimen in the news recently from uh, the Etches Collection Museum in the UK. You know, these giant prehistoric marine reptiles that have like a head like a croc, but they have four flippers. You know, more like like a plesiosaur. They are plesiosaurs, etc. I have an image of something like that except the teeth are more like a shark, and it has six eyes. And I'm like, what the heck is this? You know, like you're, sometimes you scratch your head, and like, what am I looking at here? You know, like this type of thing. So some of them look humanoid, humanoid-ish, etc. There must be some DNA sharing going on and stuff like that. Some look completely, I don't know what. I mean, like, you know, I, I might do a thing where I'll do like a... Uh, like I'll put, maybe I'll, uh, you know, for like, maybe for people that are following this site at some point, I might actually put like an image out of an individual creature and like let people, maybe do a contest where people will try and like 
name it or, or you know, who knows what, or, or something like that, or contribute to <laughs> something about it. I, I don't know. You know, or maybe I'll just put it out there just for people that are subscribers so they can, you know, see it themselves, you know, like this type well, of thing. Now, if, you know? if anyone wants to see this video, where do they go? Uh, the video, which, of course, is copyrighted and all that, but uh, so, uh, you know, it, and it's protected on the site, but, you know, for it's for members only. Um, they have a choice. They go on maxhawthorne.com which is my name, M-A-X-H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E.com. And you go on there and you have a choice. You can subscribe, which means you can see all the videos as they come out as many times as you want, whenever you want. Or right now, just watch the first one multiple times, etc. But that's, I think, nine ninety nine a month. Or you can do just pay 7 bucks, six ninety nine, and just watch the one video for 48 hours, kind of like a Netflix deal or something like that. Um, so whatever works better for people. I mean, I know everybody's on a budget and everything like that, but uh, there's plenty more coming, and you know, you definitely want to be following the site and be a part of it because you're going to get your money's worth and then some. Well, the only thing that I want to add to that is I had trouble signing on. And um, you go through the whole process and mm-hmm. send it all in, and then you have to wait for an email to actually get you in. So don't do what I did and drive Max crazy with it. Um, oh. Fill out all the information, <laughs> submit it, yeah, well, there, and there then... Was, yeah, there was some bugs, you know, in the system and stuff, you know, new site and all that. But... uh I think it's all been worked out and everything, you know. But yeah, I'll, uh, you're right. Let me let me cover that. So when you enroll on the site, you're going to see a pop up that's that's going to tell you um, that you're they're waiting for email confirmation. So the email in the beginning it was going to spam folders, but we fixed that, so it shouldn't be a problem. So you're getting an email to confirm your email address, and then you know obviously you're going to process your payment, then you confirm the payment, and then you get your welcome thing, and you're in. Boom! It's very quick actually, but. Uh, the uh, you know I, I don't know that's 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 yeah that's basically the story. You have a username and password. Um, once you see the video, if you want to post comments and opinions and stuff, you feel free to do that. Um, the, there will be an admin obviously that will monitor comments and stuff like that to make sure there's no crazies out there, um, which of course they're not. <laughs> you know, obviously. But yeah, uh, there yeah. are. But uh, a few. But um. The uh, yeah, and if I'd love to hear what you think about the video, there's been a few comments I think already on there. Let me see. Um, yeah, one one person said, oh, she was referencing my horror novel, The Slay. She she saw the video and she said, "Wow, I thought Slay scared me. This creature is not something I want on my deck. Looking forward to more though." And another person who has seen a reptilian, another person said, this is a great video of a reptilian. I am convinced this is what is responsible for missing people in national parks, not Sasquatch. These things can cloak, and you have proof of it here nicely done. So, uh, you know, the word is getting out. People are liking what they're seeing, and, uh, you know, that means I've done my job. Yes, you have. And I thank you so much for bringing your information and sharing it with our audience and look look forward to talking more about this. 
Barbara, it was my pleasure. I can't thank you enough. And I, obviously, we don't have questions. We're taking from viewers and everything. I'm sorry from listeners. But for everyone who has tuned in, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, if you have any questions, you can reach out to me also on Facebook and other places. There's lots of places where I'm accessible. And I look forward to your thoughts on the video and to the next one as well. And uh, have a wonderful day. Thanks a lot now. Thank you, everybody, for being here. And <clears throat> I look forward to talking to you next Monday night. I think that's when the next show is. But check the website out, barbaradelong.com. It will give you any information you need. Have a great one, everybody.